Okay, please find a comfortable posture. Take few deep, long breaths, let go, relax your body, relax your mind. Experience relaxation and peace. Feel harmony with your body. Feel close to yourself. Think to yourself, I am very happy to be here in this beautiful sanctuary, our temple. Being in this physical place, our temple, we are going to make our minds like temple inside us. That is the purpose you all are here in this morning. Having that thought in your mind, send your loving thoughts towards yourself. Thinking, may I be well, May I be happy, may I be peaceful. Understand the meaning of each word clearly and deeply then repeat it to yourself may I be well may I be happy may I be peaceful
If you know how to love yourself, it is much easier for you to love others. In this moment, look at yourself. with love and respect. Think to yourself how much my practice will affect to the external world. <clears throat> may I be well, may I be happy, May I be peaceful. Now send your loving thoughts towards your family. May all of my family members be well, be happy. Be peaceful. My parents, grandparents, brothers and sisters, whoever you call family, think of them. You can imagine their smiling faces. Now send your loving thoughts towards whole world. May all living beings be well, be happy, be peaceful.
Now slowly turn your attention to your breath. Every breath you take in, you take out, is taken mindfully. Focus on your natural, ordinary breaths. If you are distracted by a thought or a feeling or a sensation, bring your attention back, back to the breath or present moment.
Mind wanders, that is the true nature of the mind. Let it wander. Don't make any rules for your mind. Mind doesn't like rules. But be a silent observer. Observing what is coming and what is going without reacting to them. Without clinging to them or pushing them away. You can judge if you want, but don't do condemnation. You cannot breathe last moment. You cannot breathe the next moment. Only this moment. That is the present moment. Now observe your mind, observe your body, your body is relaxed, your mind is calm, tranquil and peaceful. Make a strong determination to practice every day. 
regularly with diligence and patience. Understand how important this meditation practice. Keep yourself well, happy, peaceful and balanced. Now bring your palms together close to your heart. <coughs> we bow or namaste. Respect yourself and others. Going inward. Surrender your ego. Be humble. Those are the meaning of bowing. Try to maintain those qualities in your lives. And also if you want to transfer these loving energies after your meditation practice, any prayers, blessing, whoever need blessings, think of them, your friends, family, all these people asking prayers. This is a good time to do so. May peace be with you. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. Thank you very much. Please open your eyes. <coughs> okay, we are going to chant. <coughs> Namo tasse bhagavato arehato samma sambuddhasse Namo tasse bhagavato arehato samma sambuddhasse Namo tasse bhagavato arehato samma sambuddhasse Buddhaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dhammaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Saṅgaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dutiyampi buddhaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi Dutiyampi dhammang saranang gachami Dutiyampi sangang saranang gachami Tatiyampi buddhang saranang gachami 
ตติยัมปีดัมมังสารณังกัจจามิตติยัมปีสังฆังสารณังกัจจามิอนิจจาวัตสังฆาระ Upadvayadhammi Upadjitva nirujjanti Te sangupa samusuko Sabbe santa anigahontu Sambhe Santa Abhya Pajya Hontu Sambhe Santa Aniga Hontu Sambhe Santa Sukhiyatanang Pariharantu Mano Pumbangamadamma Mano Setta Mano Maya Manasaje Padutena Bhasativa Karotiva Tato nang dukkha manveti Chankang vahato padang Mano pumbangamadamma Mano setta manomaya Manasache Pasannena Vasativa Karotiva Tatonang Sukhmanveti Chayava Anupayini We believe.
Jesus. Okay, good morning everybody. Happy to see you all. So still I'm going through jet lag. <laughs> so I feel in my eyes. Um, so anyway, uh, two days ago I came home and next day morning, uh, actually uh, I came 10.30 around 11 at night. Then next day around 5 I woke up and I had to get ready to go to Chicago because uh, Northwestern, they did the interview about kidney donation. Interview was three hours. Um, so when I go there, I can see everybody setting up all the big cameras and lights and everybody running all over and getting ready for that. And I'm kind of so used to those things now in my life. And so then I can see lots of papers and everybody reading and preparing myself, and the person who interviewed me, he asked me, oh my God, are you nervous? You know, so I said, no. <laughs> and so, you know, then he said, and where's your notes? Do you have any notes? I said, sorry, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just have my bag, I, I just stand up in front of him. Then how, you know, he asked me how you are going to share. So then I said, I'm going to share my heart. To share my heart, I don't want to have a note. So then uh, they asked a couple of questions before I go to the interview. Then he asked me, do you know what you are going to say? <laughs> I said, right now I don't. <laughs> and I said, I don't. I, I, this is how I say it. I said, universe will guide me what to say. Let's start. So then anyway, so he said that kind of uh, attitude helped him so much to relax and to do it. So my point, when we are sharing heart, you know, everything in our heart, so no need to have written down. I know people are writing things, it's totally fine, but I cannot do that job. I never did that. But I have some ideas what I'm going to say. So anyway, so being traveling again, um, I was in Sri Lanka and celebrating, you know, my mother was sick and also we were celebrating her 80th birthday. And then I went to Vietnam for uh, 14 days and there were 14 people with me and doing retreat and traveling, visiting all the uh, holy temples and things, very interesting journey. So lots of things to consider and think and see what I experience in that country. So I know it is 60s um, because of the war, people in Vietnam, in America, 
and France, they all go through lots of challenges and difficulties. Now, still I can see that country is still recovering, but they are doing so well. So, very interesting things happen. That time, anybody have seen this book? The Buddha and his teaching. This is very old book. It look like new, but this is a new print. But this book written 60s. Okay? So, I can see uh, bottom of the book is a Narada. That's well-known Sri Lankan Buddhist monk during the Vietnam War. He traveled to uh, Vietnam and helped Vietnam, Vietnamese people for teaching and calm down their mind. Uh, so, person who invited me, he's a medical doctor and wife. They went to their country after 40 years after they come to United States. So, after 40 years ago, when they go back to their country, it's a totally different story. After I meet this uh, doctor, and I start to talk about the Vietnam War, his life, how he came to this country, he said, I don't have any interest to go to my country again. That much he feel hurt. His mind is wounded. Then I said, doctor, this is not good for you. So let's go to the place we start the problem and solve it and heal it. Let's return home after that. You know, I think that's the best option I can, best suggestion I can make you, you know, tell you, go there and feel it. And now you are eight years old and finish that job. Then he said, I don't want to. I said, no, you have to do this. I don't know. He's a wonderful man. He's coming to the temple too. Then he said, if you come, I'm going. So he said, I need some support. I said, sure, let's do that then. Then he organized a whole trip with other people. So he went there. In the last day, he was crying and emotional. He went to his uh, father's graveyard, never seen and uh, he never seen father's passing, and all those things. And also he, um, when uh, his uncle is hung and killed, and French, and so many wounded mind he has, you know, so however, he healed this. During that war, this Sri Lankan monk, Narada, um, when I was a young monk, before he passed, I had opportunity to sp spend time with him in Sri Lanka. I was in the school that time, like I was like 16 years old. So anyway, when I was in uh, Vietnam, I was visiting a couple of temples. So he was the founder, this monk was the founder, initiated those temples. They are huge, they are big, and lots of people come into this place. Still, his legacy is there. His, the place he used to live, his room, and everything is like a museum. So most of the Buddhist uh, families, they have his picture hanging on the walls. They believe he is the second Buddha in Vietnam. That much he did for those Vietnamese people. He is the one who wrote this book, and lots of people read about the Buddhist teaching in, in his teaching and this book. So anyway, after I'm visiting all those temples, one of the temples he started, all group visited there. When I'm entering to the, you know, the temple, I heard some music. Then I, I thought, am I in Sri Lanka? 
Because all the Sri Lankan music going on in, inside the temple, those are Buddhist songs, but Sri Lankan. So that much they are connected to Sri Lanka in that place. There was a head monk. He came, maybe his uh, 70s, and he was sitting there and he started to kind of teaching and start to talk. The group who were with me, they are well-educated, uh, very well-educated people, and also they are good practitioners. Um, they practice with me so many years, they have understanding about the teaching in practical level. So this monk doesn't know about this team and group at all. He start talking about all the basics. And he's Vietnamese, uh, he used, like me, this is his second language. So he's uh, using English. So then he said, you, <laughs> that's what he said, doing like this, right? And people are so used to me different ways. Now this monk is like very bossy, right? <laughs> and telling and actually advising, pointing the fingers like this. You guys has to believe what I'm going to say. Believe first. Believe it. You know, he's keep using that word, believe it, believe it, believe it. You know, now, American people, I'm asking you, when I'm telling you, believe it. <laughs> I think everybody get up and kind of, bye. <laughs> we are leaving, right? So I understand your culture now. So he's keep telling. He's innocent, um, his heart is pure, but he's keep pushing these American people to believe something. I can see everybody's eyes and they don't know what to do, and everybody's kind of shutting down. But this Vietnamese doctor, he's, he's a medical doctor, he is ready to argue. He said, no, this is the way. Now he's talking in Vietnam language, try to explain to him. That monk said, no, you have to believe me. Now everybody was so upset after that. But I can see, same time, this monk's heart is pure and kind, and beautiful, but his words are very rough because of the language, he doesn't know the proper word, but he's trying to convince people. So then, uh, where he was talking, then certain things, the teaching he's giving to people, I realize they are very academical. Lots of information, intellectual, lots of information for me personally, I know all those things I was reading in the books many years, right? I have all the memories. I, I know those things, not a big deal for me. But it doesn't make any sense to these people. Why? They don't feel anything practical approach in his words. Only words. Word doesn't make any sense if they are not coming from your deep heart and with your practice. So, I'm judging, yes. <laughs> I'm judging now. I, I don't want to say no, but I'm not condemning. During the meditation, I said too, I'm judging. We all have to judge. Now you are judging too. That's okay, please judge. <laughs> but don't condemn. So, I'm judging what he was telling me, but I'm not condemning. I'm listening. But after listening to this monk, and other people felt the same thing, they didn't see anything to take home. Just words. Then I was thinking, 
It is very interesting. Now people are keep talking in the bus. I'm keep trying to explain to people. It was a big job for me after that. So anyway, I had that experience. Then I was thinking, this monk, Narada, he went to Vietnam, established all the teaching of the Buddha in this country, that country. But maybe 50, 60, 70 years later, what is the story now? His legacy is there. Perfectly they preserve everything. But teaching is not. It is kind of sad. Temple is so beautiful. Gigantic Buddha statue. Gigantic stupa. Gigantic. Everything is big. Lots of people. So, then after that, then we were driving, long drive, like, you know, 500 miles. We went to a temple, very old temple, where famous celebrity monk who recently passed away, Thiknathan, who became a monk. We went to that temple. The place he became a monk and place he passed away. He was in California and France. Finally, for his last breath, he went to Vietnam. That's the place he became a monk. He passed away. Now his remains are there. His pic- I post some pictures on the Facebook too. Some people already saw that. So I can see his pictures are there. History is there. All the people keep coming and bowing to him, his remains, his picture, and praying. There was a person speaking English, little English. I asked, why you are bowing to this monk? He said, I am bowing to this monk for good luck. I am bowing to Thiknathan remains for what? His good luck. Now everybody in this country love Thiknathan, that monk. Lots of books from him. Now after his death, now people in Vietnam, you know, I'm, I'm not telling that's wrong or bad, my observation, what they are doing now. Keeping his remain, nice altar, every day they are bowing to him. Then what is the purpose of their bowing? for good fortune, good luck. Then that man said, he said his own words, I translate it, he said he's a saint. He's a saint now. He's elevated the sainthood. Now, when he was alive, when he's traveling all over the world, during difficult time, what he was doing here in this country and all over the world, everybody knows that, what he did? Eh? Creating peace, giving the teaching, giving the dharma, giving the wisdom. How much you learn from Thiknata books? Now what happened after his death? Now they are praying to him. Now, another word they use, now he is a divine being. I said, oh my God. <laughs> That's what I was thinking myself. He said, he's a divine being. He's divine. He's a heaven. Now they are believing he's heavenly being. He's helping us. I don't think that is the mission of Thiknata. 
Now, that's what people are doing now. It's very interesting to me. Then I was thinking about myself. I was thinking about myself. It's very interesting, right? I was thinking about myself now. I am not famous like Thiknathan, but people know me. The day I came to Woodstock, only purpose I had in my mind, how I am going to bring the Buddha to Woodstock. So now you all are here because of that action. I made that stubborn, crazy decision in my life to come to Woodstock. Now Buddha came to Woodstock. The teaching came to Woodstock. That's why you all are here. Yesterday, somebody asked me, Bhante, you know, first time I was so interested about the meditation, I was searching temples near me. Then he said, Blue Lotus pop up. Oh my God, right there, my neighborhood, the temple. He said, I cannot even believe it. I, we have a temple in Woodstock. That's how I came to the, this place first. I know he's a good person, good practitioner. He asked me, Bhante, I'm so grateful what you did. All the monastic here, all the members of the Blue Lotus, what we created in Woodstock, I'm so grateful for that. My gratitude for you, is there anything I can do for you? I can do for the temple. Please let me know anything if you want for the temple or you. I can say big check. I need the big check, right? I can say that. Please write me a big check. Maybe that's what he, he wants to hear. But I said, only thing I want from you Please come and practice, practice, practice at the temple. He was kind of looking at me, kind of disappointed. <laughs> Why? That's not he was accepting, and he what? That's not what he wants to hear. He was thinking maybe, oh, please help me for this. Please help me with that. I said, what I really want from you is practice, but he that's not what he want to hear. So what I'm asking you today, I know one day I will live. One day they will live. One day you all will live. But whatever we did it here still has to remain. Whether I am here, whether they are here, you are here, doesn't matter. We have to keep this teaching here. So I didn't start this place to have uh, training courses, academical classes, and intellectual discussion. If you want to do that, perfect, please do it. Nothing wrong with that. So after you do all those, you know, the informational talk and experiences here in this place, if you are not applying this teaching to your practical daily practice, those information is useless. Is useless. One of the professors, when I was in the school, 
Uh, he was teaching me. He's a great teacher. Recently, he called me and said, you know, actually first he sent me a text message and said, Bhante, I want to talk to you. So I called him. This man just retired and crying. I asked, you know, I don't want to say the name. People know his name very well. And I said, what's going on? He said, I'm so depressed. You know, he, he was talking about his issues. As a world religion professor, when he come to the Buddhist teachings, he's perfect. He can give all the teaching A to Z. He has all the memories. He knows all the teachings. He was doing a great job when I was in the school. Now, his age, all the things he studied, all the books he was reading, he cannot apply. So, I don't want to see it is happening to you. I don't want to see it is happening to me. It is happening to them. I'm always believing whether I am here or not, whether these monks are here or not. If you all are practicing every single day, taking care of yourself, this temple will exist forever. That's why Buddha didn't make a leader after him, why people are imperfect. So therefore Buddha was thinking, I don't want to make a leader because people are imperfect. Then Buddha said to attend an Ananda, if you need a leader, who is the leader? My dad, my teaching, whatever I was teaching you, those are going to be your leader, your guru. Now think about what happened to all the gurus in the world. Now think about all the yoga gurus. Now think about all the spiritual teachers, what is happening to them. Teaching is a one thing, practice is a totally different. Maybe it will happen to me. So why I am talking about that? What happened one day if people, after I die, people come to the Blue Lotus Temple, if I become a saint, I will come from the heaven <laughs> and kick you all. <laughs> if you believe I am in the heaven, I will come down from the heaven I will kick you all, get out from this temple. This is not the purpose of this temple. So therefore, don't pray to me after one day I die. Totally forget about me. But don't forget whatever we were teaching here, whatever we were practicing here, don't forget that. So when I was in Vietnam, so people were practicing every single day. Then every single day I had to give a Dharma talk. Every day, like 14 days, day and night. You know, it's very interesting. People asking lots of questions, lots of questions. So one person asked, um, he came with her wife. Wife knows me really well from Pennsylvania. And husband said, this is my first time I am doing meditation. I am so interested to learn more. Then he so opened his mind and heart to learn. Then I was giving the teaching and, you know, then he asked a question. Now I'm confused. I asked why. There are so many meditation techniques. What is the best one for me? I said, I don't know. <laughs> How do I know best? 
thing for you. Just keep trying. So then he said, when I'm listening, when I'm reading every night about the med- different meditation techniques, I am so confused. I don't know this is work for me or not. I said, most of the meditation techniques are relaxation exercises. People said, oh, I'm meditating. I feel so relaxed. If you want to have that experience, go to a massage therapist. Then you feel so relaxed. (laughs) No need to come to the Blue Lotus for that. So after you come to the Blue Lotus Temple, when you meditate, you feel relaxed. That's totally fine. That's the first benefit of the meditation. Then after you get out from this door, you are driving home, somebody cut you off. You feel, oh, I'm so relaxed. (laughs) No, you are pointing fingers for other people, screaming and yelling and, you know, I know you. (laughs) Why I say I know you, I know myself. So that way, most of the meditation techniques using for relaxation experience. But then we have another powerful meditation. Every day we are doing the breathing meditation. Why we focus on the breath? Concentration. So we are, it is natural. We have it every day until we, the day we was born into this world, the moment we are passing away, that's the, I call my companion. I am married to my breath. The moment I am distracted with my breath, my life is distracted. You have experienced that. When you are focused on the breath, we are calming down. That's what I told him. We are calming down. When we have a distracted breath, what will happen to us? When our breath is distracted, life is distracted. Decision making is wrong. Our verbal reaction, physical reaction is different, negative. Why? Our life is distracted. That means breath is distracted. When you focus on the breath, we are calming down. When you have a calm breath, what will happen? Eh? We have a calm mind. Buddha gave an analogy. What is the analogy Buddha gave? Like a lake or pond. The pond is murky or muddy or dirty. You cannot see the bottom of the pond. If lake is clear, crystal clear, we can see bottom of the lake, we can see fish, we can see all the plants, and beautiful, we can see the bottom. When we are distracted, we cannot see who we are. Why we have to focus on the breath, to calming our mind, then to see things as they are. What people call it now in the modern day for that? What kind of meditation people call? Mindfulness, little bit more. Insight meditation, what is the Pali word? It's a very popular Pali word. Vipassana meditation. In Rockford, there is, you know, Vipassana meditation center. That's become very popular now, Vipassana meditation. But, word is popular, but I don't know people really see the bottom. Really see the depth of your issues and the problem. You know, impermanence. See things as they are. I don't know people see that. The way I feel, people are on the surface 
and having little fun. Oh, feels so good. Came to the Blue Lotus Temple. Oh, Bhante Sujati is there. Oh, it feels so good. So, don't do this to feel so good. When you do this, you have to be awake. You have to be more alert about your feeling, your emotions, your reaction, all those things. So, when I'm giving that discussion with this person and the group, we were sitting next to the big river, in the river bank, we are practicing meditation. Then I use another analogy, the Buddhist analogy. Now look at this river. That river, the place we were sitting, it is so calm. So calm. But, look like calm. But it's not clear. Does it make sense? I said, look at this river. The water is dark. But look calm. <laughs> then I can see in the meditation community, people act calm. But inside, what is going on inside? Boiling. <laughs> inside is boiling. Our human nature, why? I know how to do that. That's why I am telling you. I am not lying. I know how to do that. Even I am boiling inside. I can punch somebody. But being a monk, I know how to keep it inside. I know it is not healthy. But I don't do it anymore. Because why? My deep awareness is getting better. Then people said, Bhante, that means this place is dark water and also is calm. This is not the perfect spot then. When we talk about the river, we can get into the river from the different darks, different places. But the rain river, some places, the river is beautiful. Some places, river is calm. Some places, river is flowing. I said, yes, we, of course, we all can get into the river, different darks, different places, but the same river. Then I said, as a practitioner, after you get into the river, if you can float, that is your practice. But I know most of people, after getting to the river, they are sinking. Does it make sense? You know, therefore, it doesn't matter, the water is dark. But don't sink. <laughs> don't sink. So, what I'm asking you, observing the river, we can bring so much awareness, so much practice into our lives. River is very important. You know, there is a great yogi in India, we call the Paramahansa Yogananda. He said, life is like a riding, uh, what is called, riding the boat? Rowing the boat, right? Rowing the boat, like a rowing the boat. But when you are rowing the boat, don't put water inside the boat. If you bring water inside the boat, what will happen? Boat will sink, not only boat, you also sinking. So, therefore, wherever we are living our life in this society, 
Always things are happening. Things are happening. Always things are changing. But river is always floating and flowing. But we are, we have to maintain ourselves with our practice. Make our body, you know, subtle. Make it simple. Then easily we can maintain our life in this wave, in this depth. Without sinking, we can float with our practice. That's why I said, be a river. Don't hate the river. Don't complain to the river. If you are complaining the river, definitely you are going to kill yourself <laughs> in that river. So, what I'm asking you today, remember, I know next 30, 40, 50 years, maybe you all are gone. Maybe we are very old. I don't know. But I'm asking, after you come to the Blue Lotus Temple, leave your practice here with me, with these monks. If you are not doing that, I understand the nature of the impermanence, therefore I can accept it. Why I am talking about these things? To minimize whatever happening in future. I, cannot, I know in depth, I cannot control, but I can try my best to minimize. So whatever Buddha said almost 3,000 years ago, but so many changes are happening now. We don't know it is the true teaching or not. But when you are practicing and practicing every single day, you can get better with your own spiritual journey. So what I want to see in you, Buddha is not this Buddha. Buddha, we are talking about the historical Buddha who passed away 2600 years ago. But I want to let you know, you are the Buddha at the Blue Lotus Temple. That means here, how many Buddhas we have? More than 100 Buddhas here now. So that means what is your responsibility? What is your job? It's to establish your own practice. If you establish your own practice, that means you are helping now the thousands of people in the world to continue this journey. Otherwise, what will happen? What Narada went to Vietnam and did it, now he's become a divine. Now, great master, Tignatan, people are praying for good luck or good fortune, asking money, please, Tignatan, give me more money. They are praying to him. It's sad. It is really sad. That's what happening to practice if you are not practicing every single day perfectly. Thank you so much. Any thoughts? Okay, thank you. And uh, yeah. How much of your view is because you knew the man as a friend? I cannot hear. Your perspective. Is it because you knew the man as a friend? Man is a friend? Yeah. The Oriental culture, they have the ancestors. Mm-hmm. You knew the monk, Tik Nhat Hanh. Uh-huh. She visited quite a bit here. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how much of your perspective is from that. About him? I didn't... I didn't get the. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's a big deal there. Because I, I always this is what I be. Cultural practice is totally different journey. 
Sri Lankan culture, Vietnamese culture, American culture, it doesn't matter. Most of the things I am doing here at the Blue Lotus Temple, if I do it in Sri Lanka, they will excommunicate me. <laughs> whatever I do, you know, because lots of criticism for me here in this temple, whatever I do, because Sri Lankan people believing I am breaking the traditions. But I know tradition is not my true practice. So after we come, you know, for a simple example, when I'm in Sri Lanka, I use fingers to eat. When I go to a restaurant here, I say, no, I'm Sri Lankan, I'm eating with my finger. But I know Americans don't say nothing about it, but we don't do it. Why? I'm adjusting my life to here in this culture. When I go to the Vietnam, they're always using the ch ch chopsticks. It's a whole other big job for me. But, <laughs> but I did perfectly. Actually, I learn every single day I use the chopstick. Now I'm doing good. I know how to pick all the grain of rice. Right? So cultures are different. Cultures are different. Practice is totally different story. Make sense? Therefore, what I'm asking people, respect to the cultures. I'm respecting to your culture. When you go to Sri Lanka, please respect to that culture. But you cannot practice the culture. You respect the culture, practice the teaching. Now what happened after 2600 years later, people are trying to practice the culture, praying to the teaching. That's what happened. That's what I'm trying to tell people, don't do that. Don't pray to the teaching. Don't pray to the Buddha. He cannot do much about it. <laughs> so if you are praying to this Buddha, please help me. Right? Buddha just sitting there quietly and... He doesn't say nothing. <laughs> and then definitely he's thinking, you are foolish. You know, maybe he's thinking, right? So therefore, please practice. That's what I want to tell. Okay, but the... So that means, continue your own practice. That's what I'm asking. Do your own practice. I think that's the biggest help you can do to the temple. I know I'm asking you donation after this, right? <laughs> that, that's a, that's a different, yeah, that's a different story. But without that, we cannot run this, keep these lights on, right? But if you lose the practice, it's really sad. Now I can tell you my home temple. We all know I'm the first student. After me, so many hundreds of students became monks, and it's a big school now. Now I can see, 40 years, my monk life, when I go back to my home temple, really disappointing. So, you are not taking with you. So that means I'm asking you to practice, then leave that energy here. So then, when you do your practice, then other people learn from you, this is the true nature of the Blue Lotus Temple, this is the mission. So, huh? live, your live your practice. Live your practice. So, that's a good word. But, you know, when I say leave your practice, that means I'm asking, leave your energy here in this space. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. okay, so, Badia, could you please? So we have a special announcement. I will say a few words about it later. So you want to tell first? You want to tell Michael? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi. Good morning. 
You know, <clears throat> my name is Bhante Badia. So, regular people know me very well. So, new people, hi. Happy to see you all. So, as Bhante Sujata mentioned, uh, we know everything uh, subject to change, right? Even our life, our body, our mind and thoughts, you know, we cannot keep the things as they are long time of period. Things are changing always, right? So, <clears throat> sometimes a uh, monk's life is getting changing too. <laughs> so, um, why I'm telling this, um, you know, I'm going to change my position. So, um, I'm going to live um, from my monkhood and uh, disrobing. So, I'm not a monk anymore. So, because um, I need to help my mother. So, I don't have any siblings, so she needs me, and uh, I'm going to help her. So, I want to uh, take a time to tell everyone, thank you so much for your support and help. You have done a lot of things to me. I'm so grateful for those things. So, so being like a monk, uh, more than 20 years, I help a lot of people, so I sacrificed my life over 20 people for the community to the people. So now I think uh, this is the time to help my mother. So when I think about that, then I got that decision by my own. Then I went to Bhante Sujata, I asked uh, him, and then he said, you can do what you want to do. So, yeah. and. Uh, he he said uh, he asked me you know what what is what uh, what you know what are you doing to, going to do then i said i am going to back to sri lanka i want to stay with my mother then he said don't go there so you can stay here and one day you can get your mom here or you can help your mom so i'm so grateful for his um, advice always he he was you know behind me helped me lots so he's like a father for me, to me, and mother to me. I didn't, I haven't seen my father in my life. When I was mom booms, my father passed away. So my Sujata, Bhante Sujata, he always like a father to me. So thank you so much, Bhante Sujata. And also, I want to thank uh, to all of the monks, uh, Bhante Asaji and I, uh, became to monk together, same time, same day, you know. He made me so many trouble, always. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. And he always, you know, around me, uh, we um, learn together, uh, we uh, uh, work as a teacher uh, together in same uh, staff in Sri Lanka. So, um, and also Bhante Amita. You know, uh, thank you so much uh, for your support. You helped me lots. And also, um, my dear friends, thank you so much. You are kind and wonderful help. So being, uh, I, I think I came here 2015. When I got here, I didn't know any English words. You know, uh, my teacher, my first teacher, she, uh, I think so many people know Nancy May. Uh, she, recently she passed away. I want to, um, you know, grateful for her. And also, um, Marty, 
and uh, you know some people eric and uh, they taught me uh, english language so and other people who come here and they listen me very mindfully what i'm to, to uh, you know my talk so um today i'm a little bit nervous so <laughs> so thank you so much for your support um you know thank you very much and uh, i'm so grateful for you and your help so that's it thank you so he said i'm uh, look like a father but i am very happy i didn't become a father uh, i know being a mother or being a father how difficult it is emotionally and physically and so after inviting these monks to here in this country is not it is a whole project for me so you know the blue lotus temple members they don't know what is the behind the show behind the screen lots of work for me to especially bring monks to this temple bringing a monk to this temple is not a easy job so bringing a monk to the sri lankan temple easy simple why their own culture their own language everything is same no big difference but bringing a monk here is a whole full time work and project for me so the way i feel easily i can feel disappointed but i don't want to but i think i have enough pain and suffering in my life i don't want to add one more into it right so i call sometime badhya we are very close friends i call sometime my boyfriend and uh, <laughs> actually even they are respecting to me i am very senior to them but the way i am living with them like two friends like a two brothers we are joking we are funny all the time and i know we uh, myself and him had a really good time uh, so he is a very grateful person i am so grateful to him he was a good teacher he has a great knowledge i think even he is leaving the robe i don't believe he is leaving his practice it makes sense right so i know uh, he he didn't see his father as he said he father passed away when he was in the mother's womb i know the mother personally and she is living by herself when she was 19 you know the mother was pregnant but all her life she used to live by herself so now as an adult he feel he wants to support i said that's your vision you have my permission i you know i was thinking different ways but this is the one decision he wants to make i will respect to that so then he said i want to tell everybody in front of people you know it is not something wrong i am doing so that's what he did today so therefore we all can be grateful to him we can wish him really good future any time if you want to come back this temple doors open to him because the way he did things here in this place beyond my words so i am so grateful to you thank you so much i don't want to cry <laughs> tyler um so i'm on the beer okay good, good morning everybody oh so much to unpack so much to unpack i'm going to have a private conversation with rebecca in front of all of you so rebecca you and i maybe 2 weeks ago were on the phone 
and we were talking about getting some more support around here with volunteers and a possible new board member or two. And we should just rip up all those plans because Bonte perfectly demonstrated why there are so few of us who can actually function well around here behind the scenes. Because you have to be able to listen to a guy talk about tear this place down before, before you ever make me a saint and don't ever come worship me. You have to be able to hear that and then get a call at like 10 o'clock. Do you think people would buy a bobblehead of me if we put it in the gift store? <laughs> This is not an April Fool's joke. This is my daily life. <laughs> so, Rebecca, just rip up all those plans. <laughs> no, no, keep the plans. Uh, right. <laughs> secondly, otherwise you, you out. Secondly, Bonte, um, Bonte talks about keeping all of his frustration in. That's not true. He just has a small tribe of people he releases it to, so the rest of you aren't affected by it. So that's the second thing I'm going to clear up. And third, Bonte, the next time somebody wants to write you a check, you send them to me and keep your mouth shut because we got to pay the bills around here. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, um, on, a, on a more serious note, Badia, my brother, I was trying to think about how long we've known each other. I think somewhere with Marty and I in a village in Sri Lanka, maybe in 2012 or 2013, we found you. <clears throat> that could be true, but what I know is that my beard wasn't white and you couldn't grow one. That's how long we've known each other. <laughs> so, so it's been a while. Um, and what I, what I wanna really talk about is you guys are witnessing something that is very unusual for the Blue Lotus. Um, it is not common that we, um, have this. Typically what has historically happened around here, we've had lots of monks come and go. But typically they just go and then you all get pissed off at us because you didn't get to say goodbye. That's, that's actually how it's worked for, I don't know, more than a decade. But what I witnessed today was um, there was actually a lot of frustration and Bonte would not relent. He would not let us say goodbye. There was no ceremony or celebration when that happened. There was a one-minute announcement as the baskets were being pack, passed, and that was it. And we fought him, and you fought him, and we said, why is this like this? And he constantly said, because you better not be here for us. You better be here for the teachings and for your own practice. And he was adamant that, that we not fall in love with these guys, but we fall in love with our practice. He was adamant about it, and he was adamant that this place was not about them, but it was about us and the way we practice here. And he has lived so true to that. However, what I'm watching evolve is, so like he joked that he would be excommunicated if, he, if Sri Lankans knew what he did here. What I'm watching him do is actually steer us to the middle path, because he actually was hearing us. And he has deepened his understanding of how we operate. Like he understands that if you say, believe me, we'll all walk out of the room. <laughs> he, I think that what you're also witnessing is there is this great graceful middle where we can understand that this place is about our practice and it is about our teachings and it is not about these guys. But we can also extend our gratitude and our deep appreciation. And so on behalf of the whole Sangha, Badia, we are so grateful for all you've given to us and how hard you've worked.
And Bonte, I, I just wanted to thank you for letting us say goodbye and letting us do this because there really is a beautiful, you're, you're, you've brought us to the middle path, which is the core teaching. And so we're really grateful. A mm -hmm. um, few announcements. We have some baskets to pass. I think they're being passed because unlike Bonte who turns down the check, we need, do need to pay the bills around here. So we're really grateful for any way that you can contribute, whether that be with your money or your heart or your hands or your time. Uh, we're just so grateful for all of it. Um, Marty, partly the reason that Badia has been such a gift to us is because of you. And so we're glad you're here. And thank you so much for all of the monks. I don't know, that can you count them all, how many you've taught? <laughs> so many. <laughs> so we're really grateful to you because I think you and I have talked about this a number of times. Often when these guys arrive, we know they're full of wisdom, but they're like a lion stuck in the cage at Brookfield Zoo. And English is the key that lets them out of that cage and allows them to interact with us. So we're just so grateful to you and for all the, all the people who've helped them, whether it be teaching them English literally like in a classroom setting or just hanging out with them and speaking like American fast and then they have no idea what you've said and then they come to like freak out and then we, they have to figure it out and eventually they get better and better and better. So um, just thank you for all that and everybody please keep doing that. We're going to keep having monks arrive that need that help. Um, so please keep interacting with them and being yourself and um, allowing them to witness us so that we can witness them and then we form a relationship together. It's really healthy. Uh, next Saturday, April 8th, from 4 to 6, we'll be having an all-you-can-eat vegan and gluten-free buffet here at the temple. Please register online. 100% of the proceeds will go to the Blue Lotus and our monastics. Um, and then our next big event is Saturday, May 13th. This is going to be from 4 to 7 p.m. This is our annual Wasaka Day or Buddha Day celebration. This is our hallmark uh, event of the year. We'd be really grateful to have you here. It is a wonderful uh, time. It is regularly standing room only, so please... Um, uh, keep paying attention to uh, when we start and get here early so we can all be together. We're going to have our big parade around the square, and we will need a lot of hearts and hands to help make this event possible. Um, so if you could, first of all, consider volunteering your time. We'll need some assistance with that, and you'll be hearing some more announcements. But specifically, we have a large group of monastics coming to celebrate with us, and we need to support them uh, in getting them here, their travel expenses, their food, their lodging. Uh, and so we do ask people, if you're interested, if you could sponsor a monk or part of a monk, we have a sponsor uh, sign-up sheet in the next room. Uh, please consider uh, helping one of the monks travel here so that we can all celebrate together. We'd be really grateful. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Welcome, new people. Can we have anybody raise their hand? Is there new? We can welcome you. I think that we will. I just don't know what the announcements are for that yet. But yes, I think we will. We, we always do. We need lots of help for that. So we'd be grateful. Any new people? Raise your hand. Wow. We're all old timers here today. That's amazing. Incredible. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, Thank for coming. We're so grateful to all of you. Please Thank you, monks. Up.